Now podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 164 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis. Today, we're going to be talking about body mechanics as it relates to low back pain. We'll define body mechanics. We'll talk about what happens to your core after you develop low back pain. We're also going to talk about, you know, good and bad postures and positions that the body should be in. We'll discuss disc pressure, so lumbar intervertebral disc pressure with certain positions, and talk about the importance of repetitive learning and exercise and so much more. But if you don't mind holding on just for a moment, we are going to hear a word from our sponsors. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit EasySlant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. Welcome back. So as we prepare for our upcoming snowstorm of 10 to 16 inches of heavy, wet snow, I thought it would be very fitting to talk about body mechanics as it relates to low back pain, since after snowstorms, we see so many people who develop low back pain. Um, So let's start with posture first, okay? We've all been told by our parents to sit up straight, put your shoulders back, don't slouch, stand tall, and and that's what parents, you know, always told us. I always remember my mother telling me that. I'd sit in church and I'd slouch a little bit. She'd just sit up straight and she'd, you know, straighten me out. Um, you know, I call it altitude with attitude. Um, posture used to mean a lot to our parents. It meant that you were being attentive, um, that you were listening to folks, that you were ready and respectful. And uh, what our parents really did not know was that on a physiologic and biomechanical level, um, it was actually healthier for us to stand up tall and not slouch. And, you know, there are reasons for that. So let's talk about the anatomy. And I think that once we talk about the anatomy a little bit, then we'll better understand why it's important to understand where our body is. So, you know, what is body mechanics? It's basically, you know, positioning of our body while doing certain activities. And so, you know, being attentive to that is very important no matter what you're doing. So, you know, it it makes sense regarding disc pressure, okay? So if you take intervertebral disc pressure of the lumbar spine, and we've done some podcasts about this and videos about this in the past, 
Um, and we know that putting equal weight distribution over the disc is important, okay? It's much better than putting an abnormal amount of pressure like, you know, being forward bent for a long period of time or being side bent for a long period of time. It's just like the tires in your car. You know, if the tire is running straight, it's going to wear evenly. But if it's out of alignment and it's wearing more on one side than the other, it's going to break down a lot faster that way. Um, and so... It's important that we try to distribute the pressure as evenly as we can throughout our bodies. Um, and, you know, there was a nice little study done, and this was done a long time ago. I even have this uh, nice little graph that I keep with me, and it's really old-fashioned. It's just little stick figures on there with numbers. Um, but it really helps to show and demonstrate what positions increase and or decrease intradiscal pressure in the lumbar spine. So if we take standing, for example, um, that is the most neutral position that your spine can be in. So that's the most equal distribution of pressure on the intervertebral disc. So if you lay flat on your back, that decreases the pressure inside the disc by about 75%. So what they did is they put this nice big old needle um, in, the, in the disc in people and measure the pressure inside that disc. And they found that if you were laying flat on your back, it decreased the pressure by 75%. If you lay it on your side, it decreased the pressure by 25%. But listen to this one. If you're sitting with good posture, that increases the pressure in your disc by 40% over standing. Okay? And that's equivalent to coughing. So coughing increases the intradiscal pressure also. Now, Standing in a slightly forward flex position, like when you brush your teeth or if you're cutting carrots or something like that, that little forward 10 to 20 degree flexion position increases intradiscal pressure by 50%. Now, check this out. Sitting while flexing increases the intradiscal pressure by 85%. So how often do people have you know, lumbar spine surgery or they have low back pain? They think that putting their shoes on in the seated position is helpful to their backs, okay? So body mechanics-wise, this is really not a great position for people to get in. Now listen to this. Sitting and bending while lifting a little bit of weight or holding onto weight like 15 to 20 pounds increases the pressure in the disc by 175%, okay? So knowing this when treating patients is very important, Okay, um, you know, and, and so when I take the person who may have just had lumbar spine surgery, let's let's say, for example, the closest spine hospital from us here is three hours away. The next one is six hours away. So people will go and have spine surgery, sit in a vehicle in a sitting position, increasing the intradiscal pressure immediately after surgery for three, sometimes six hours at a time. Um, so. We do know that if you're going to do that, reclining in a seat or in a chair or in your car will be only 5% more disc pressure than standing. So we use these body mechanics, you know, uh, research studies and things like that to help teach our patients what is good and what is healthy, especially when they are injured. Okay, so getting out of the car, walking around, getting into a standing position will bring you back to neutral and take some pressure off the spine. So doing that several times, you know, every hour is uh, is important, getting out every hour, uh, especially if you're going to be sitting and driving for a long time. Remember this, good posture is good, but 
staying in one posture for a long time is not. So it's funny because every time I give a course you know, about posture or cervical lumbar spine stuff, I ask people, I, I ask them to raise their hands. You know, is slouching a bad thing? And most everybody will raise their hand. And slouching is not necessarily a bad thing. Slouching is bad if you do it for a long period of time. Sitting with a very erect posture and not moving very much, but staying in that position for a long period of time is not healthy either. The intervertebral discs of the lumbar spine are very, very avascular. So movement is very important, not only for the disc, but for the surrounding muscles. The muscles need to be activated. Um, it's good for your proprioception. So it's very important that people move, um, and but moving in safe positions. Okay, so in regards to lifting techniques, and I'm just going to talk about this because you can go into so many different directions with body mechanics, but we're going to talk about lifting techniques right now. It's impossible, and I always tell patients this, it's impossible to use perfect body mechanics 100% of the time. But proper positioning, you know, when possible, using good techniques helps to decrease your chance of developing low back pain. So if you give too much information to your patient in regards to body mechanics, it's going to be too confusing. They're not going to be able to remember how to reproduce those correct movements, you know, at the right time with the right activities. So I really try to stick to a couple key things that I think are most important when doing lifting tasks, pushing or pulling or anything like that. Um, I use a couple key phrases that I, that I think stick with patients better. So number one, I tell them, Keep your feet in the direction of what you are lifting, pushing, or pulling. So that really helps to um, keep them from twisting when they're putting a load on their spines. I always try to encourage them to lift more with their legs and to get their legs strong because that helps to get engaged when your core is getting engaged. And they've done, the Australians have done some nice studies on this um, where they found some uh, decreased glute activation when people develop multifidus and transverse abdominis um, weakness or shutdown. And so it's important to make sure that the legs are strong. And so I tell people, use your legs. That'll help take some pressure off the spine. It also helps to keep the spine from flexing too much, especially when you're lifting. Number two, keep the weight close to your body. Okay. The same uh, group of people who did intervertebral disc pressures also had, you know, people hold a 10 pound weight in front of them, which increased the pressure by 10 pounds in the spine. When they held the weight away from their body, the 10 pound weight, it increased the pressure 10 times in the disc. So we know that keeping the weight close to the center of the body is, is very, very important. And so we encourage that. We always, I always tell patients to look up before you lift because when you lift your eyes up, it helps to engage your erector spinae muscles and your, all the muscles that help to extend your spine. Okay. So it just helps to put you in a better position. So feet in the same direction that you're lifting, lift with your legs, Keep the weight close to your body and look up before you lift. Okay, so I give them those four things in general just to, you know, make it easy so I don't confuse them too much. Um, and then I, you know, I always talk to people about don't lift any more than your body can handle. So if you are very well conditioned and you do a lot of weightlifting and a lot of squatting and things like that, you could probably lift 100 pounds quite comfortably without stressing your body. But if you never, ever lift or condition your muscles, um, you're apt to injure yourself if you're trying to lift a load that your body cannot handle. Okay. So I use the analogy of, you know, uh, uh, you would never use a motorcycle 
to pull a large boat on a trailer down the road, right? You'd use a big truck to pull that big boat down the road. Um, So, you know, work smarter and not harder when you are doing work activities and we are discussing body mechanics. Now, it's important to work harder when you're exercising and, you know, um, trying to build strength and trying to build endurance. That is fine. But I typically tell people, try to work a little smarter to help decrease your risk of developing low back pain. I also talk to people about, you know, once you've had an episode of back pain, um, your body mechanics can change the way your um, stabilizing muscles, your transverse abdominus musculature, your multifidus muscles, your glute muscles, they they don't activate as well. They don't turn on at the right time to help stabilize your spine. So I tell people to, um, you know, you need to relearn how to do this appropriately and that your spine is probably not going to be ready for the loads that it used to take after you've had an episode of back pain. So I do talk about that. But positioning, I think, is is very important. And, um, you know, having a strong core, strong legs, and improved flexibility will certainly help decrease the risk of biomechanical related low back pain, especially when something unexpected happens. So you're walking your patient down the hall and that patient has a a sudden weakness and gives out and you try to hold that patient up and you're more apt to hurt yourself because your surrounding spinal musculature is just not turning on very well. Okay. So there's some reflex inhibition going on there. So body mechanics is, is very important. Being strong is very important. So Remember that body mechanics also doesn't only relate to work and the low back. We've oftentimes made an association between the two of those because when we talk about ergonomics and things like that, we talk about body mechanics. Um, But it's really about how the body moves and is positioned with everyday activities, you know, from brushing your teeth to, to planting a tree. Okay, so, you know, this is an area where medical providers can really help to educate and prevent injuries in their patients. Uh, And even, you know, post-injury, post-surgery, talking about body mechanics. If you have an umbilical uh, repair, you know, teaching them how to move and how to position themselves so they don't re-injure themselves. That's all about body mechanics training. And it's such an area where we can help patients. And that's what I really want to instill in people today is that, you know, body mechanics is is a way that we can really... Uh, educate our patients, something that they can take home with them and and help themselves and even help their families. So that is our uh, little talk on body mechanics today. And um, I hope that you all found uh, some benefit from that. Thank you all so much to listening to OrthoEvalPal, and be sure to check out our new downloadable courses that we just put online. We'll have some links in the show notes. And uh, along with these courses, uh, we have webinars, and we are going to be increasing our uh, course and webinar library and uh, that's all going to be happening very soon so um, I hope you all enjoy and uh, have a great day take care we hope you've enjoyed the show for some more awesome content go to orthoevalpal.com can't wait to see you there <laughs>